0: We wanted to offer an opportunity to have people make fear their friend. don't want people to avoid fear. Um, fear is one of the most amazing feedback mechanisms for all of us. Fear and pain are the two greatest blessings Through, um, if you're scientific through evolution, if you're religious through God, um, if you're spiritual through universal laws. Um, but pain and, and fear our best friends to let us know something's not right.
1: Hello and welcome to Mighty Talks podcast. I'm Leslie and here at Mighty Talks, we're dedicated to providing an outlet, support system, resources, and education to all those suffering from some sort of prolonged physical or emotional pain. Mighty Talks will allow you to bring power back to your life. By optimizing overall health and wellness we are here to live our best life together no more excuses no more hiding and no more suffering we're here to finally take control advocate and allow you to achieve your greatest desires so join along in conversation and if you like what you hear please hit the like and follow button Rains Sangha is our special guest for today, and she is a ball of wonder and knowledge. And I am so excited to share her here with you guys today. And throughout Rains' professional career, she has worked in various capacities of psychology and social work, and her 20 plus years of experience has made her a powerful and inspirational leader in stress management and human behavior. She has been working with individuals from all walks of life to dissolve their fears and eliminate their stress. There is an answer and solution to every single problem, but as Einstein once said, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Reigns can work with you using transformational methodologies that dissolve fear so that you can truly be your best self and to share your mission with the rest of the world. So please allow me to once again introduce today's guest, Rains Sangha. Hello, Reigns. Hi, Leslie. Hi, it's such a pleasure having you here.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I almost said good evening because it's good evening here. <laughs> I almost said good morning. I so. know, so I'm like, <laughs> let's just
1: stick with the universal hello. Hello. But I am so excited about having you here today. And Thank you. I think you have a ton of information to share with our crowd. So to start off, I want you to tell us about you. How did you get to where you are today? And how did you choose to do what you do in helping balance and finding their best self?
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm 45 now. Born and bred in the United Kingdom, and my ancestry is North Indian. So, my childhood was having two parents that had an arranged marriage that didn't work, and my father was a very heavy drinker. And that comes with its own uh, events, as I'm sure people will appreciate. And so, growing up in that environment, Um, And being sent off to boarding school, there there was this yearning inside me, which I didn't really fully appreciate until I was in my 20s, that I really wanted to find solutions to problems and challenges that we have within being human beings and how we can explain human behavior in a way that people can be set free of whatever they believe is holding them back. Everyone has had something happen to them. And I think the difference that I wanted to make was instead of providing therapies or solutions that involved people talking about what had happened to them, is I wanted to turn it around and to see what had happened to them, why it had happened
1: for them. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that. It's such a different way of, you know, viewing it, because like you said, we all go through some sort of pain or trauma. And I love how you approach it and you approach it in a way to help your clients. Thank you. I just look
0: for me, you don't even have to be a human behavior or stress management specialist to appreciate that. Really, our two options in life is sink or swim, Mm. Because when we're treading water, really, we're just getting swept around by the currents and our circumstances. And it's as simple as that in life when we have pain points, which every single person has. I'm yet to meet one person that has had the best, the most perfect, mm-hmm. no significant events occur from their your time of birth to where they're at today. Um, and we either sink or swim. Mm. And I just wanted everyone to know that no matter what had happened, even when you're sinking, we can still learn to swim
1: again. And it's okay. Mm. It's so powerful. And for you, you are a busy lady. <laughs> you have <I> am. <laughs> you have your business called Mind Your Own Business where you help you help many high achieving people and businesses. And you also recently launched Speak Through, which I just checked out this week as well. So please tell us about what it is that you do and what those businesses are. Particularly Speak Through, I want to, I want to hear more about. Okay.
0: Um, so the, my own business, you're right, is www.mindyourownbusiness.com.au. Um, and on there, it's simply um, about the client's more about addiction stress management and my qualifications are on there and the other website so which is www.speakthrough.com.au is a joint venture with uh, a lady called Jennifer Leone and Speak Through was born from both of us coming together and realising from my background as a psychologist and social worker and the things that I had worked through over the last 25 years in my career. And her background is as a professional speaker, a professional coach. Mm. She helps other speakers uh, find their voice and helps them with their signature stories. And what she had found in her industry And also what I had found within my industries is that people, whether it was a public talk, um, they became nervous or anxious and they may have just hidden it well, or whether they were just nervous or anxious about speaking up and speaking out at home or in their work environment, that there were fears attached to those. And this model of let's fake it till you make it, Mm isn't working because it stops you from opening your heart and sharing whatever your message is, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's on the the stage. So Speak Through was actually just um, a joint venture that was out of two people's love for what they did, wanting to give people that opportunity to be able to genuinely shine and genuinely be set free of their fears, and actually, what speak through will be launched. Um, it's already launched with the Life Compass, which you've done, which I'm really excited for you to share your story about and how you found that. It comes with um after that. If people are interested, there's a mini master plan just to talk about the six areas of life in more detail and just the, the power of planning. The speak through uh, project for the online course will be launched in the next 10 to 12 weeks so there's lots of things on there for people to explore um, and decide what they're they're interested in Um, but we've come from the aspect that we wanted to show anybody who was nervous or anxious or just wanted to make sure that they just didn't have those fears and anxieties we wanted to offer an opportunity to have people make fear their friend. Don't want people to avoid fear. Um, Fear is one of the most amazing feedback mechanisms for all of us. Fear and pain are the two greatest blessings through, um, if you're scientific through evolution, if you're religious through God, um, if you're spiritual through universal laws. Um, But pain and, and fear are our best friends to let us know something's not right. And we just wanted people to have the opportunity to work with that, rather than against that, because that's what's creating the conflict in people.
1: Mm. I know. We, does that make sense? It totally does. And I think most of us think that fear and pain, instead of it being a blessing, we we try to mask it or we try to hide from it, instead of figuring out, like you have mentioned, where the imbalance is coming from or what are we missing. Um, and I loved that. And I, I I took the Life Compass earlier this week and I printed out my results and I'm like, I want Reigns to walk through it with me today and um, kind of go over what the Life Compass is. Yeah. And you can use my, I think I sent you my results so we can talk about my results too if you want um, as you describe it. Great. So I'm going to pull up my Life Compass as we're talking and I can see the picture as we, as we chat about it. Okay. And for anybody who's listening too, I think it took me about 10 minutes to do. So it was not time consuming and it was very easy questions. Okay. All yours rains.
0: Okay. So the, the 11 questions that are on there, Um, And Leslie, you're right. It doesn't take long to complete, but it's one of the most powerful things that you could do for yourself. Just to see how how much you value in what area of life. So then you can work on the other areas of life or increase more capacity in the areas that you have more interest. And the whole point of it is simply to give people the opportunity to genuinely work out what's important to them. So when you did yours, um, the videos are very, very clear um, that we're not asking you to make it something that it isn't, what you wish the answer was, what you think the answer should be. These are all injected values, and that's where those personas come in. And it was genuinely asking you what's truly, truly important to you. So yours is actually perfect because our first conversation that you and I had was, about your love for books and, <laughs> and understanding more about um, living, not only living your best life, but understanding, understanding the background behind that to keep building your foundation deeper and deeper. Yes. So, of course, mental, I wouldn't be surprised, I'm not at all surprised that mental came up as your top driver of your life compass. So the way that the life compass is set up is it'll identify your top three drivers, but it will give you a percentage list underneath that. So you can see the six areas of life that are on there is family, financial, social, physical, mental. And then we've put business, career it's the same thing it was just in case somebody was an employee or somebody was a business owner but your vocation is where is your career whether it's your own business or working for somebody else so it's looking at those six areas so that you can see what you value so you can see already see that you have power in your mental from your percentage so you have the more things that you do that contribute to your area of life of mental the more you'll thrive and the the more well-being you will have physically mentally spiritually emotionally Mm. in every which way because you're doing what you love I don't have to remind you to get up and read a little bit every day or listen to something inspiring you it's it's within you um only last week you and I spoke about both of our love for for books and, and learning and already you started a book that I recommended to you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's our actions that speak louder than our words. So it's looking what our actions are demonstrating, not what our words are simply saying. Absolutely.
1: And Rains, you know what? Um yes. with all I, I had talked to you about the pain that I had been in for, you know, a couple of years and mm-hmm. I have to say, I think my life compass before experiencing and going through that would have been entirely different because I think having gone through something very just traumatic in my everyday life, I think I had to reassess my compass. And I know you've talked uh, talked before about how we constantly are changing and having to reevaluate our compass in life. A
0: hundred percent. If you look um, at children um zero to ten their interests are either being with their parents learning puzzles um learning to socialize on the playground they're having play dates 10 to 15 it's around video games 15 to 20 it may be around their education as we're developing 20 to 30 and these are very very broad stereotypes but 20 to 30 people may be concentrating on their career um or their um academic education 30 to 40 people may consider settling down and you know getting mortgages and trying to pay off all of their university debts and then 40 to 50 Most people perhaps have raised their their children now and they're looking at their next phase of life. So you're absolutely 100% correct. Our life compass is fluid. And it will depend on your age and also on any significant events that have have occurred. So for me, the fact that you had the pain, uh, your acute pain syndrome is the biggest blessing because it gave you the chance to stop and reevaluate and push the reset button.
1: Mm. Totally. It forced me to slow down. And I think for so long I I felt guilty for slowing down until I had no nothing else to do.
0: <laughs> so Leslie, can I just interject there and say, isn't yes. that interesting? Because we know that there's a, a mind-body connection. Um, isn't that interesting that you didn't you wanted to slow down, but your own guilt and shame about what judging yourself and having and being judged by others stopped you from doing that. So your body did it for you. One hundred percent. And on that there's a brilliant book called The Brilliant Function of Pain by Milton Ward. It's a wonderful book. Um, on anybody out there who is interested more on learning about pain or their own um, pain thresholds, it's a really valuable way of of looking and reevaluating pain. Mm.
1: You're recommending all these wonderful books for me to add to my <laughs> my bookshelf that is overflowing. <laughs> I love it. But we can go back to the life compass if you want. I know we talked about the mental yes. the mental yes. aspect.
0: So um, your second one, so your second driver that makes up your true north of your life compass is your business um, slash career. So with you actually saying that you had to reevaluate um after your, your pain episodes, it makes sense now that you've actually set up a business around educating people and wanting people to live their best
1: life. Yes, I do. I think it provides meaning. And I think, like you've said before, it it provides that blessing aspect out of pain and also of fear.
0: And getting back to what we were talking about earlier, why I went into um, wanting to become a human behavior specialist and a stress management specialist was exactly for that. Instead of People sinking and becoming victims of their history, victims of their circumstances, feeling that they're in that constant identity of being a survivor or a fighter. That's what I wanted for people. Exactly what you just said without saying it is that you've just became the master of your own destiny. You took the pains and the the crisis that was presented to you and you turned it into a blessing. And now you've created this amazing family
1: through a podcast Mm. to help as a people yes exactly and i i think it's interesting as humans how oftentimes we wait until a crisis to make a change it it
0: is and look that's we often it's within most humans (laughs) to take the path of least resistance right uh, and that's not good or bad um, or right or wrong or positive or negative. It's <laughs> just a fact. <laughs> uh, we we tend to take the path of least resistance. But bizarrely, if you get really off track, the we're sent events and circumstances to help shift us back on track.
1: It's a nice way of putting it. Instead of it being a, a life hurdle, it's a way to rebalance and put us back on track i like that
0: and i'm a big believer in that leslie in both businesses that you know getting people to start to see that everything is happening for them everything that happens to someone is happening for them it's not happening to them
1: Mm.
0: Um, and it's not seeing the hurdles as things that are standing in your way it's looking at them and going this is happening to me how is this on my way and if you can take the Life Compass assessment, it's a free assessment, go in and have a look. And so that will help you when, um, are we allowed to, I was about to swear then, but thinking I'm still in England, I don't know what your audience. <laughs> I'm swearing. I think you'd be um, fine. Oh, good. I was only going to say it's when shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. which it does, because that is sometimes what life gives us. You can go, these are my top drivers that are my life compass. And I encourage you to go in and do it every three months, every four months, um, as things change for you. And that would apply to anyone who goes in there to do that. Is instead of going, why is this happening to me? Is going, how is this happening for me? Why is this happening for me? How is this on my way to help me with my top three drivers mentally, my business, my career and physically? How is this helping me? Now, I promise you it's worthwhile, but it's also hard work. But it's just training yourself to start seeing that there is a balance in everything. There's no positive without negative. There's no negative without a positive.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think taking the life compass every three to four months is, I I would say, absolutely the ideal time. It kind of forces you to refocus instead of getting back into that monotonous routine of everyday life
0: yeah and Leslie for people that um are interested to to undertake the mini master plan um, which I believe is is ready and already launched it is exactly for that so that it gives people that would like to have that opportunity to ask very specific questions in the six areas of life we've been talking about it gives you that chance to be walked through Um, with me if you can stand listening to my voice again (laughs) and just (laughs) and it just goes through different questions and I'm you know and I'm using my clients answers and it's exactly for that so that it it gives you that chance to take time out and go in every quarter and look at your mini master plan for the year in each of those areas of life.
1: Mm. Love it, and I know for me, my my next level was uh, physical. So I had mental as uh, my top, and then business career as second, and then physical was about twenty one percent.
0: Yeah, so that would indicate that your physical well being is far better than what it was when you were first diagnosed, which you'd shared last week. But this is actually giving me evidence to share with me that. Whilst you'll still be looking after your physical health, it's still important because it's in your top three drivers. Mm-hmm. So, your physical well being is still very, very important to you. But it's not as important to you now as your business and focusing on your career because actually those two things will be helping you physically.
1: Absolutely. And I think that book that you recommended, the um, Norman Deutsch, the Brain's way of healing. I loved the chapter. I actually highlighted it. And I thought the Life Compass was really good because I think if I took this in the beginning of the whole um, pain syndrome, I think physical probably would have ranked high out of the pure fact that it just was all consuming. It was, you know, all those areas of the brain that process pain that are supposed to be doing other things like. You know, visual cues and memory and emotion. And I can see now that finding joy in other things has allowed some of those areas of my brain to maybe refocus back on what they're supposed to be doing instead of fixating on pain. A hundred percent. And it's,
0: it's appreciating that mind-body connection is so strong. Um, it's stronger I think I think people now are starting to really understand um, it's a lot stronger than we've ever really appreciated in the past we just have more and more evidence of how neuroplasticity now affects our physiology how our physiology affects our mental well-being Um, and I've a client that I had that I worked with on their pain issues once we started to work and and be able to release that physical pain they're no longer short-tempered your concentration increases you're more focused you're more calm and you've come out of that uh, if you go back you you would have been um, constantly in this fight mode exactly and your body you're exhausted mentally physically spiritually emotionally you're exhausted that's
1: exactly how I felt. I can, I, I, I firmly believe in the the mind body connection, and I think after having a personal, you know, a personal experience to connect with it, I think it's it's an even more powerful connection for me. Yeah, and I know I my well, thank wife... you for taking. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was just going to say
0: thank you for taking it. I'm really inspired. I love the fact that people take it and and see why they value what they value and in what order they value it in.
1: And I think sometimes it, I know for me, it's allowed me to reassess, you know, the importance of, of my relationships and the importance of being able to go to the gym and, and go for a run. And, you know, for so long, I I wasn't able to do those things because of physical limitations and debilitating pain. And so now I think, Going back, it's allowed me, like you've said, to slow down and to reassess and to find balance. And I think hopefully hopefully, builds a long-term way of viewing things that's in a positive way.
0: Anything that increases our resilience is a wise thing to do. I, I remember when I had been working in child protection and uh, the probation services in unison, Um, Back in the UK, many many years ago, and then I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. So back then, if I had had the information that I have now with the Life Compass, um, I can see what I was trying to do. I was actually trying to give myself that way out that I didn't feel that I could give myself permission to do. Mm. Um, And it's similar to what you were saying. You, You felt guilty for slowing down. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And the only person that seems to lose out is the individual pushing. Mm. So I'm, I'm very grateful. for My chronic fatigue, it slowed me down. Um, it's completely healed now, by the way. But the greatest blessing that it gave me was to actually do what I do now. I just, I wanted people to realize that we only get one life. Um, not, not in that uh, Hollywood way, you know, when motivational <laughs> speakers come out. And, but genuinely, you just get one life. And if we're too busy trying to please other people, do things that we don't really want to do or not that important, or we're spreading ourselves too thin, then it's not worth it. Mm. It's just, I just wanted everyone to make this one life that we know we have count. That's it.
1: Oh, I love that. That's it. You know, I I think the days and the months and the years go by so fast. And then before you know it, Three quarters of your yeah. life is gone. Oh, look, I'm
0: 45. In my head, I still feel 18.
1: <laughs> that's that's I perfect. I don't know what
0: happened. I don't know what
1: happened. <laughs> that's <laughs> perfect, though. <laughs> you have 20 plus years of, of experience and professional work and yeah. you're your 18. That's it's phenomenal. And I think for you, you've not only, you, you've lived it, you've taught it, you breathe it. Um, I can I can tell, you know, I have not met you in person, but just in the conversations we've had, you are extremely just, this is you. And I think for you to share the life compass, I think will be very powerful for a lot of listeners that take the questionnaire.
0: Thank you. And look, that goes back to what you were saying earlier um, about we hide from things and you know we try and avoid things that uh, like fears and anxieties and pain where we we try and hide them or we try and avoid things and Buddha had said trying to avoid that which is unavoidable and trying to attain that which is unattainable is the source of human suffering mm-hmm. and if if you only take the life compass and and you and nobody wants to do any more than that um it will give you the opportunity to strip away those personas that you so that you just can be you. I think that's probably what I found the most exhausting, Leslie, was uh, being everything else to everyone else instead of me. Yes. I think – so... I... go ahead, Reigns. Pardon me. I was just going to say I, it just – I can't tell you how hard it is to release yourself of all of those personas, even though that's what I do with my, my clients in varying capacities, but – it's hard work, but it's I, I promise you it's one of the most liberating things you could ever give yourself permission to do is just be you. And
1: I think so many people can relate with that feeling. That that feeling of trying to be everything for for everybody and your own desires and your own needs take a back seat. Yeah. <sighs> Some good stuff there you we got. Go. Good yeah. stuff you got. <laughs> and I know for you you work you've worked a lot with um your stress management specialist so you've worked a lot with people that have a profound amount of stress you've worked a lot with people battling addiction and mental health is there anything that you've seen or that you've unco- uncovered after working in that area for s- so many years no, it's a very broad question, but it is. It is a
0: broad <laughs> question. Look, um, and if I'm lucky enough to be invited uh, again to speak, we can do a whole another conversation on stress because yes, it. You know, um, I'd be glad to send you a few PowerPoint presentations that I've done over the years for you to look through. But um, what we know over the last hundred years, through psychologists, um, sociologists, scientists, evolutionists. Um, is that stress is an inability to adapt to an ever-changing environment so go back to our life compass which is fluid we only perceive stress when we're not in a position to keep adapting Mm. Um, and that then affects our central nervous system um, which then is our fight and flight responses and You know, people's fight responses come on at nighttime instead of their sleep responses and vice versa during the day when they're sluggish. What I've noticed with people when I've worked with them around stresses, addictions and mental health is that the greatest difference has been clearing out the brain noise. That brain noise that we think is, it just turns into white noise because it's been there for so long. Right. And then your brain can't take it anymore. Mm. You just, and it creeps up so slowly. I think that's the thing is it creeps up so slowly. So it's, if you cannot do anything else um, to anybody listening, if there's nothing that you can do in terms of um, finding a therapist that you're happy with or paying for uh, therapy or, or whatever it is, is, at least make sure you drink your two to three liters of water and make sure that you take slow, deep breaths. There are apps available now to help people breathe. And the reason for that is 90 percent of our body is made up of water. So most people don't drink enough. And that that contributes to your stress and your mental health and addictive behaviors. I, people may not have made that link but drinking water and keeping your body functional and being able to t- take deep breaths. Um, even if it's only once every few hours, take seven deep breaths in for a count of seven, take seven deep breaths out for a count of seven, just to help calm your central nervous system
1: down. Oh, I love that. I actually, I on my iWatch... I set the uh, breathing alert on my iWatch, so I think it goes off every sixty minutes or every ninety minutes. Beautiful, beautiful. That's been a wonderful way to keep myself trained to tune into that.
0: And look for people that have um, that are at the moment um, using any sort of addictive behavior to cope, or and or have mental health issues because many times they come hand in hand, uh, drinking water and, and taking deep breaths is not going to stop the other things going on, but it will help you.
1: I believe that too. And I loved, I loved your article you had on, um, I think I found it on your LinkedIn, I think is where I found it, but you talked about the pressure to perform and to be constantly on, takes its toll both on your mental and emotional well-being and has a huge, um, you gave some, some statistics from a NCBI research study, and it showed that high executives, 98% of them, were re- referred for individual stress, stress management, and 51% had complained of high stress and we know, based on this stati- this this statistics, I can't ever say statistics, sixty percent of people who've been treated for an alcohol addiction relapse in the first twelve months. Those are crazy numbers. Yeah, and I think in our society, we like you've said, we're constantly pressured to be on at all at all times of the day. Well, something has
0: to give in the end. That's what happens. Something has to give, and I. For me, I don't think it's good enough to have those statistics where people are relapsing within twelve months mm. uh, My rates with the work that I do tend to sit around the ninety six ninety seven um, percent but it's there's no group therapy there's no support groups there's it's it's one on one it's very intensive um it's it's hard work um but people that genuinely want that change then are in a position to have it i think it's it's for me when i saw those statistics it's not only that it's not good enough that you're going to relapse um it's also the impact it has to the person that has relapsed on their emotional mental psychological well-being that they failed again mm, right this is just what they do and they've let themselves down and they've let other people down see it's the guilt the guilt keeps the guilt just keeps showing up in different shapes and forms but I promise you guilt fear and pain are trying to help you tell you something's not right they're not there to beat you up or for you to avoid them but people um that particular article it was it's very much around uh people being failed, uh, not only by the practitioner, but, um, the impact it has on them when they feel that they've let their families down.
1: Absolutely. I never really thought of it that I thought of it that way, but I could 100% see how that relapse and that sense of failure is even more damaging.
0: Well, Leslie, it's really hard on people. Um, I am just about to do another uh podcast and i'd love to share it with with you and your audience as well, because um i've not yet done a, a an article on it on LinkedIn, but one of the things that we're really struggling with globally um as men and women is what is our place in society um, men still there are women out there that still want men to be the main breadwinner and want to be looked after, but want equality and want to be treated the same and men are trying to run a successful business a successful career a successful family women are trying to be the the equal they're trying to run a successful business or have an equally successful career and and be the best mom and uh, and, and then try and bake the cake and then work 18 hour days and people are just really lost and we're really putting ourselves under a lot of pressure as men and women. And um, I think we're just really confused with what we, what is expected of us. And these, these articles for women where uh, you've had a baby, uh, I've not had a baby. I have a stepdaughter, but I don't, I've not ever had a a physical child, a biological child of my own. Um, But these women that lost all their baby weight in nine weeks, 12 weeks they don't tell you that they've got a cook a cleaner a maid a <laughs> night nurse <sighs> you know it's 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 people are under this illusion that we are meant to be living a certain way and the truth is our lives aren't like that um people are tired and people are working really long hours and the the uh the article that you're referring to because uh, We still have social inequalities globally. We can't escape that. Uh, But that was predominantly men, that article was referring to. Um, And I think just to keep beating ourselves up as men and women, of relapsing again and again, because you think it's you. Right. um, And it's not. You're just doing whatever it takes to keep you on track. Mm. That makes you really
1: clever. Absolutely. And I think it's it, it's the mainstream methods that just don't work. No.
0: But Leslie, on that note, though, without becoming too political or too contentious, because that was not my intention, but I, right. I do I sort of get really fired up, is there's so much money in keeping people sick. Absolutely. There's so much money in keeping people disempowered.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and everyone thinks that hospitals are the solution. Well, you know what? Look at your stats in America as a perfect example. Um, hospitals uh, kill as many people as they save, 50-50. It's insane. It, it's ridiculous. Um, and I, But there's also people out there that don't want to get better. And that's okay as well. But if people genuinely want change then it's just letting them know that there is somebody available. It's hard work, but there is someone available to do that for them. I would agree. That's all. It's just giving people the option and the choice that there are other things available rather than trying to shut down what other people are doing. That's not my intention, but I think that there is wisdom. And, you know, most people – that we speak to today are intelligent because most people have access to the internet. So you can't lie to people. Right. Right. Inform- um, information is all at our fingertips. hundred percent, hundred percent. And you can look up articles that, you know, the amount of money there is involved in keeping people sick and, you know, and keeping people disempowered. And there was an article, um, uh, Perhaps we can talk about it on a an, another podcast if I'm invited Yeah, I just keep inviting myself. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: but I would have to find the journal article that uh, they were trying to have released. Uh, and it was in America. And it was the politicians and it was the pharmaceutical companies working together. This would have been maybe 10 years ago. And it all came to light that they wanted to medicate every American child at the age of eight. Wow as a prevention there was nothing to prevent but they wanted to have this at their fingertips and i think we're very quick to medicate without looking at other options now i'm not saying that medicine and medication doesn't have everything has its own place i'm just saying that sometimes
1: things aren't always what they sleep. that's all. absolutely so i would i would definitely agree with that statement and You've recommended, I'm going to get on a different topic because you've yes. you've recommended a couple books for me that I've really enjoyed. And I thought I would ask you while I had you here today, what some of your favorite books were that you've read in the past or that you're currently reading?
0: Oh my gosh. Let me walk over to my bookshelf because um, when I see books, I'm visual. When I see my books, they're like my best friends. Yes. And they- what are my favorite books? Look, I'm going to have to go with you with The Brain's Way of Healing uh, with, for, by Norman Dovich uh, because my mother had a, a brain tumor four years ago. And by the grace of God or the grace of the universe or the grace of of whatever higher force people may believe in is the with the work that I do and the information with neuroplasticity the doctor said she would take six months in rehab and I had her home in four weeks wow oh it was hard work please don't yeah (laughs) please don't (laughs) for both of us she was grateful that I came back to Australia I think (sighs) there's a beautiful book um by French author that we can you can order in English It's called The Warmth of the Heart Prevents Your Body from Rusting. And I love that book because it talks about gratitude, um, especially as we age, because we know that um, if we don't do the things that we love, we age quicker. So it's talking about finding things that you love to do and finding that joy. So it's a beautiful way Uh, for people to get their head around what gratitude is if they're not used to that way of of thinking, because what we know in psychology now is the more grateful we are, it changes your neurological pathways in your brain. And I don't mean being positive, and I don't mean um, just being grateful for the things that are nice. I also mean being grateful for the things that you think are standing in your way. So that's a beautiful book. Um, The other book that I had asked uh, um i'd encourage you to have a look at was the eureka factor i think
1: did i yes. give you see that book yes. yes
0: oh my gosh that talks about how when you have a moment of inspiration a great idea it releases sparks in your brain mm. and it was a beautiful book for me because what it what it gave me the opportunity um to work with on my clients in whatever capacity we were working is that every single person is a genius. Ah, every single person is a genius. Oh. So it was a beautiful one, but that's my interpretation as well of what I was reading. Um, I will search those there, out. Um, I have more, we can talk about other ones next time, but, um, there's a beautiful one, uh, which is a very, it's an oldie, but a a goodie. Uh, and it's just conversations with God.
1: I have heard that one.
0: Neil Donald Walsh. Yes. And it's a beautiful one. I've just taken the back out to to share with you. It just says, suppose you could ask God the most puzzling questions about existence. It's questions about love and faith, life, death, good and evil. And I think, um, depending on our age and our own evolution of where we're at uh, in our own development, there are certain questions that we ask throughout our life and, and you don't have to be religious or spiritual, but within us, we, people will ask, why am I here? Right. Why am I here? What am I meant to be doing here? Is this it? I'm supposed to just live and die. Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? But what's my purpose? What's it all about? So that's a really beautiful one. And then a a more sciencey book um, is God's Brain. Um, I really enjoy books um, around uh, not just the science of the brain, but around uh, consciousness and how uh, God and science both manifest in that. That's something that I really find really valuable when I'm even working with people, because as human beings, uh, even though I'm not speaking to people about that, it gives them the opportunity to be able to share what they, is going on for them, without that fear of being judged that mm. no one else has ever thought it, because that's not true.
1: love it. You gave us a nice starting point with these books and then by the time by the the time you come back everyone could have read the books and we can start over yes (laughs) we can
0: and just two on business because I do have clients that are business owners and when I say business owners that also is 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 stay at home mums because they're running their own business but two books that I find really valuable is eat that frog and the time trap trap just for people to help them get really um Focus just on how to manage their time, and that's at home and at work. It, it doesn't make any difference. It's just top priority, top priority, without feeling that you're constantly
1: on that treadmill. Eat that frog and time trap. Those were the two. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm taking notes here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but next time, I'm I'd gladly share more. You, you just I could talk to you for hours, hours and hours and hours. Exactly.
1: And I guess as we're nearing the end of this episode, I wanted to ask you, I called it Reigns' words of wisdom. And do you have any of those Reigns' words of wisdom or guidance for maybe those listeners that are struggling with stress or imbalance, or maybe they're asking that question that you had mentioned? Why am I here? Do you yeah. have any do you have any Reigns' words of wisdom?
0: I think um, my two, the two things I would love to leave people with today is one, no matter what you have or have not done, you are worthy of being loved by yourself and by others. And the second thing is a quote from Buddha, learn to rule your mind or it will rule you.
1: I love those. That's a nice, nice ending point for all that we've talked about, and I think loving ourselves and finding time for us is is ever important in this busy world we live in.
0: I agree, and I don't believe people tell themselves often enough how much they, they love themselves and appreciate themselves.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think a lot of us look in the mirror and, and, and find all the, the fault and the negative and the things that we hate instead of pointing out the things that make us so unique as an individual.
0: And I'm hoping that the life compass will help people with that because we have the perfect body and the perfect mind and the perfect everything for who we are today. And there's wisdom in honoring that. Absolutely. I think so too.
1: And rains, how can the listening aud- audience find you?
0: If you would, well, there are two, uh, there are several ways. You can either type in my name, rains Sangha, R-A-N-E-S-S-A-N-G-H-A, and it will bring up my address, my phone number, my <laughs> website. But the, the two websites to um, to visit is www.mindyourownbusiness.com.au. The AU is important. Otherwise, um, it won't bring you to my Australian website. Um, and there are my contact details are on there for anyone who has any questions for me. And the other website is where you can access your free Life Compass, um, which I'd really appreciate you guys um, spending 10 minutes to to do, is www.speakthrough.com.au.
1: Again, you can contact uh, myself on there as well. Yes, and on the Speak Through website, there's there's a button right on the homepage that will take you to the Life Compass there you go. There you go. Well, Rains, thank you so much. It's been Oh my
0: god, thank you. It's been thank you for letting me talk about things I love and oh, care about. It's,
1: it's been <laughs> a, it's been a fast hour, so you just you'll just have to come back yes. and, and add another couple hours to it. Love to. All right. Love to. Well you have a wonderful day and we'll you um too. we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Today's episode is near and dear to my heart. We all can relate to those powerful feelings of fear, pain, and stress. They are our truest blessings, our best friends, as Reigns said earlier in today's episode. They alert us to when something is not right, and they give us an opportunity to reevaluate and look at our life compass. This life is yours. It is yours to be the best you. And we hope well we hope that you were able to capture something in this episode that brings you closer to a more fulfilled, happier you. And if you found today's interview inspiring, share it on social media. Share it with us. It's at Rains R A N E S underscore Sangha S-A-N-G-H-A and at Mighty Talks or leave us an email. We love feedback and we love you. Again, we thank you for listening and I look forward to reconnecting with all of you next week. Have a great week.